Because I mean, I feel like a lot of a lot of us have forgotten. If I don't even think that we've forgotten, I think that we don't know. So maybe that's where I'll start from this morning. Because we're supposed to be talking about kingdom culture. How many people were blessed last week by my brother-in-law? I had to farms. Please, how many people were blessed by my brother-in-law last week? Praise God. I, I listened to it online and I was blown away. You know, these are things that we don't talk about so much. Everybody wants to buy a car and receive car, receive husband, receive baby, receive... God can give you all these things cheaply. He says, if you seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of thinking and being, he says, then all these things that you are running after, you will have them. They're not hard for God to do. But I think that most of us have, we, we've come to, we, we've reduced Christianity to a religion. Christianity is not a religion. It's the name of citizens of a certain kingdom. We're from a kingdom. Let's start from Genesis 1. Genesis 1. Give me, yeah. Genesis 1. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Verse 2. It says, the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. When you read that scripture, it just looks like... (laughs) In the beginning, it looks like memory verse. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. But that scripture, as short as it is, is explaining to us kingdom. God wanted a kingdom. He already had an invisible kingdom, okay? He already had a kingdom, the kingdom of heaven, where he resides, where he, in quotes, his palace is. But he wanted to extend his domain further. So he created another kingdom. So apart from the kingdom of heaven, which he created, and he put his, his um, throne there, he created somewhere else where his footstool is. He created the earth. But he didn't want the earth to be just another place where everybody say, yes, sir, yes, sir. He wanted a place where people would worship him of their own free will. So this king called God created the heavens and the earth. And if you want to understand kingdom culture, you must first have kingdom consciousness. You must first understand how a kingdom operates. Now, a king is not elected. He's not a politician. God is not elected. You can't wait him out. You can't say, he didn't answer my prayer, so next four years I'll go vote another person. No. He's here forever. And he's an eternal king, meaning he will outlive you and all your generations put together. That's the person you are dealing with. So this God is a king. And if you want to fully understand kingdom, you may have to look back into history and look at, you see, because everything that happens in heaven, the earth, you can see a prototype of it on earth. So what God will show you through kingdoms on earth is how kingdom is run. So let's look at the British kingdom, for instance. When they want to expand their domain, they come into, so they came into Africa, They came to Nigeria. They wanted to expand their domain. They came into Africa, and they brought a governor. Now, that governor cannot be a citizen of the place they are trying to expand their kingdom. It has to be a citizen from back where that kingdom is, someone who understands their language, someone who understands their culture, their way of behaving, their way of thinking, their way of acting. And they brought them here. And the first thing they did was to change our language 
You are Yoruba, you are Igbo, you are Hausa. You are here, you are speaking English. Are you not speaking English? It's because a kingdom expanded their domain to this place. So even though you don't know any white person, you woke up this morning and you put on a shirt and put on hands and you came out. In fact, some of you even noted tight this morning. You can't breathe, but you still came out. Because they changed, they brought their culture. They understood that if you're going to, they have to change the way you think, the way you behave. In fact, at that time, it was a crime for you to speak your language, your native tongue. It was punishable. They were bringing their kingdom to this place. So it's the same way. When God created the heavens and the earth, he brought a governor, the Holy Spirit, to hover over the earth and to bring culture. The only person who can show us how heaven is, is the Holy Spirit. The Father is always in heaven. Our Father, which are in, is in heaven because that's where the headquarters is. That's the throne room. But the Holy Spirit was here and he said that God would come and speak to them. And I believe that the Holy Spirit brought a spirit language. That he would commune with them. That was the language they were speaking. English is not heaven's language. English is English people's language. It's the same way um, is Kotonu people that are near us. Togo. What? Kotonu? Togo. Thank you. Who is Those people that speak French, huh? they are beside us. If you they will look alike, except that they are blacker most times. But they are beside us. But they don't speak English. Why? Because the British did not bring their domain. It was the French people that brought their domain. They brought their language, their dressing, their food culture, the way they eat. When the people, we eat three, in, and then when it's time, they close early because French people, like, they like enjoyment in life. They do not come to kill themselves or die. We, we are, everything is fight, fight. Everything is rugged. Because different people colonized us. Now, the day we gained independence, the reason why we became independent was that the governor left and entered a ship and went back to England. They brought down their flag and put up our own. That's exactly what happened in the Garden of Eden. God gave man the earth. He gave man authority over the earth. And he gave man a body. That's the only reason why you are valid on this earth. That's why demons, ghosts, spirits cannot reside here legally. You have a right to kick them out. Because they don't have a body. And Satan understood this. So he knew that he could not do anything. If he had come to Eve with his spirit body, I'm doing, ooh, did God really say? She will not answer him now. So he told the serpent, borrow me your body. Ma, go lie to this girl. And the serpent cooperated. That's why when God came, and he told them the consequences of their action, he cursed the snake, the serpent as well. He said, from now, this is not, you, this, you were working before, but from now, you'll be crawling on your belly because you cooperated with Satan. But you see, God is not like Satan. And people need to understand that, that God is holy. When God, you see, God cannot go back on his word. If he does, we cannot trust him again. That's what makes him holy. If God says, I will never do this, he will never do it. That's why we know God will not destroy this world with a flood again. Because he has said he will not. So he couldn't just come and say, you know what? I'm God, let me just come and just scatter everything again and start again. No. He had to follow the law he had set, which is that a man is the only one who has legal right on the face of this earth. So he had to have a human body to rescue us. So he had to come through a woman to be born. That's why he told Satan, he said, this woman you used to destroy this thing I did. Is this same woman I will use to pass and come back and get this thing back. 
So he came back and he was born. Became a man and paid the price. The first Adam put us in trouble. The second Adam rescued us. Now, when Jesus came, one would think that he would come and be saying, oh, I'm here for you to just be healed. I'm here for... No. The first message Jesus ever preached was repent for the kingdom of God is here. And that repentance is not just about changing or feeling sorry for your sins. No. That word repent is to change the way you think. So he said things are going to be different now. But the only way for you to receive the kingdom is for you to change the way you think. That's the only way you can receive this kingdom. Because what I'm bringing is going to be different from what is on earth. What is obtainable. That's why there are things that in this uh, kingdom is against natural culture. Natural culture will say if you want to be rich, keep all you have. Our kingdom, if you want to be rich, you give. In natural kingdom, you say what you see. In our kingdom, you call those things that be not as though they were. So everything, he was saying, the only way you're going to be able to survive in this kingdom is if you change the way you think. But it must start from you understanding that there's such a thing as a kingdom. Jesus did not die for you to have a religion. Jesus did not die so that you will have feel religion, Christianity on your form. No. He came to give us a kingdom, an invisible kingdom. He came to bring heaven to earth. So literally, we are supposed to be living a heaven experience here on earth. But the reason why we are not living it is because instead of focusing on the kingdom, we're focusing on our individual churches and our individual problems. Jesus didn't die for David's Christian Center. He died for a body. David's Christian Center may be the heart, it may be the hand, it may be the leg. It may even be a finger for all we know. But he died for winners. He died for elevation. He died for House on the Rock. He died for deeper life. He died for the Catholics. He died for every single one of us. And the reason why we are not doing so well here is because we have changed it to a gathering on Sunday. Our kingdom is a political kingdom. It's a military kingdom. In fact, that term that the Messiah would come, that term Messiah, is a military term. So that's why the Jews did not understand why Jesus was preaching when he should be fighting. And so they would draw sword to them and say, keep this sword. In this kingdom, he said, if you live by the sword, you will die by the sword. That's not how we do things here. In fact, in this kingdom, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We have someone who is looking out for us. No matter what people are doing, even if you don't know, I'm telling you, God is fighting. But it only, you, only, you only fulfill and achieve these things when you understand that. Don't chase the things that you're worried about. It says you seek the kingdom and the good of the kingdom. Then everything you are looking for will be added to you. So people will be offending you. You won't know, but God will be fighting. That's why you see this song this morning. Hmm. I don't cry for me, land. I can't cry here again. My water, I've counted the water in my eye. So the, there are two things you need to be clear on. The kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God are two different things. The kingdom of heaven is a place. The kingdom of God is influence. It talks about the king's domain. Okay? So those are the things that you need to establish. We also need to establish that in this kingdom, it's not a democracy. It's not. You do not vote God in, you can't vote him out. And your leaders are appointed. They are not voted in. People don't like that one, but I will say it. They are appointed. The same way you are appointed. Now, for every kingdom... For every kingdom, there are five things that must be um, 
in place for you to know that it's a kingdom. I say six, but let me, I'll add it, okay? So the first thing is authority. Jesus is our authority here. Jesus is the king. He's the sovereign ruler. Jesus is the only person that we obey in this kingdom. His law is final. Anything he says is final. We don't question it. We don't argue. We obey. So when he says jump, you say, Lord, how high? And you keep jumping until he says stop. So in this kingdom, we are answerable only to God. Social media is not your king. I really need to say that because some people have said living their lives, everything they do is for social media. For what? For likes and follows that do not translate to money. Even if you translate to money, what is money? When Jesus comes now, money will be useless. When Jesus comes now, you better have gone. If not, narcissists get you. <laughs> so Jesus is the final say. I just, I, I, I'm really fascinated by how people live their lives completely submitted to social media. Hey, I cannot sit down. I don't want them to drag me. This dragging way that they drag daily. They drag you today, they drag Obolo tomorrow. They drag you one next tomorrow. After that, they drag Pastor K. Dragging is normal. Me, it's a daily day. I wake up now and I'm dragged continuously. And I'm okay with it. I will send them on the mainland. The funny thing is I don't even notice. Because I'm not following them, they are following me. So, you came from your page to come and see what I said on my page. And it's paining you. You now want to put it on your page to further the kingdom. Because they do not know. If they know, they will not try to crucify the king of glory. Anything you do will be in my favor. All things work together for my good. Not some things, all things. So you see, you carry Jesus. I say, eh, don't fight in your marriage. Fight now. Will I say what Jesus did not say? No. Because I live for an audience of one. Consistently in flint mode. You verse, you know, verse, no pay me. One person pays my salary, Jesus. One person watches over me, Jesus. One person fights my battles, Jesus. One person takes care of my children, Jesus. Only him. You verse, now your luck. He's the authority, the sovereign ruler. You can't vote him out. If you are angry, it will not degod him. He will still be God. If you say you will not obey the scripture, it's your luck because it will not remove one thing from his body. He will remain God. You can't ungod him. You can't disgod him. You can't regod him. You can't agod him. Any English way he won't speak. He remains God. So you verse, you verse for nothing. He's the only authority. And he sees. So the things you are doing, you think you are secretly doing. This God. Ah, I fear no fear, Ramu. <laughs> so the first thing, authority, you know who your authority is. If you're going to be a citizen of this kingdom, we have a king. The second thing is we have laws in this kingdom. We have a constitution. It's called the Bible. We have a constitution. That's why I say if you don't stop seeing it as, I'm a Christian, so I come to church on Sunday. I'm a, a citizen of a kingdom. We have our laws that govern everything we do here. He says, if somebody offends, you say, turn the other cheek. Is it normal for the world? No, but it's in our constitution. So we do it. That does not mean that God will not fight, though. He will fight, but he says, you, remove your hand and focus on me. The king is sovereign. You know, in those days, eh, they understood this thing because the king, you see, let me, let me also explain this. A president or a head of state is a leader. He doesn't own the country. Why he does not own Nigeria? If he do finish, go die or go, go, go drive him. It's not his property, so he can't hand it to his children. But a king owns the kingdom. So you see, the earth is his and the fullness thereof. And that is why we have the right to take anything we want because we're his children. 
He gives to who he pleases. So in those days, a king can just come now and just see your girl, just say, I like her. But say, me, I want that girl. He go, he go even do hand like this. For, to save my life. You go bring herself. They say, do you want, I can't even help you to bring her message as well. And he better drop her and go. If he say, Pem, they will kill him. He will drop her because he knows that she's the king's property. The king just gave him to marry sins out of the benevolence of his heart. And the king say, I don't want you to marry. I didn't know she was fine like this. Why will you marry her? Bring her, bring her, bring her. He will just carry and go and give the king. And he will look for one girl that is not so fine or intelligent so that the king will not look at him again. But now, because we think, you know, we were born in democracy. If they are now in a squat 2023, it's because it's democracy. If it is kingdom, can you, not, can you be talking? You'll just be finding ways to cope. That's why we misbehave so much in the kingdom because we don't understand that it's a kingdom. It's not democracy. You can't say you are tired. I'm tired of serving God. I'm tired. You can't do that. You don't have that right. Your soul belongs to him. Your life belongs to him. Your money belongs to him. Your energy belongs to him. So he's telling you to come and serve me. You say, uh, all these tights that they are preaching. You, see, you, see, you own your life. You see your money you're talking about. So when you enter Christianity, you, you need to understand what you got into. Because a lot of people are Christians. They know me. You see, you're not benefiting because you're not in the kingdom. You're a Christian because your parents told you you go to church on Sunday. And when you feel from right Christian, pray in the morning. If you are not tired, pray in the night. Kingdom. You are a citizen of a kingdom. So we have laws. Our constitution is the Bible. How do you know what? I see. Also, it's the same attitude we have in Nigeria. Most of us have never read the constitution. Well, you know that the color is green, that they sell it in Go Slow. 1999 constitution. How many people here have ever read it? And it's not that they forced you because you're a lawyer. Put your hand down. It's only lawyers that can put their hand up. Put your hand down. They forced you. You do not read it because you want to know what's in it. And that's the same behavior we have. That's why people are begging you to read the Bible. If you know that this is where your laws are, this is what you used to fight, this is what you defend yourself with, this is what you know what you're entitled to. Abraham's blessings are mine. What are they? What are they? You go to the constitution and you look and see these are the things they gave Abraham so I'm entitled to it too. I'm entitled to it too. I'm entitled to be blessed. I'm entitled for my name to be great. I'm entitled for my children to be great, my descendants and prosperity to follow me on every side. I'm entitled to it because you did it for someone else. You see, this is why a lot of people, your prayers are not answered. Why? Because you are crying when you should be presenting your case. When you go to court and you cry, what do they do? They adjourn the case and tell you when you put yourself together, you come back. That's why it's taking long. You are crying. God, you have not done this. And you say, you, are, you have not given me a reason to do this. Open the Bible and say, in section this, subsection this, your word says so and so and so. And in fact, in the case of Abraham versus this person, this is what you did. He will answer you. He's a righteous judge. But you are crying. God. He go help you clean that eye well, well. But he's a just God. There's a constitution. There's a way to behave. There's a way to behave. There are instructions on how to live. It's there. And what do you do? You study to show yourself approved. So you can rightly divide it. And know which one is your own, which one is not your own. These meetings that we do on Sunday, 
It's not, it's not for us to just gather. It's to remind you that you are not a citizen of this kingdom just because you are sent into this kingdom. You know, some of the qualities of... I, I was going to try to share some of the qualities of an ambassador, but I don't think I'll be able to do it. One of the, thi- one of the things an ambassador to any nation knows is that you cannot go there and become a citizen of the nation you are sent to. Unfortunately, we have settled into this earthly kingdom, forgetting that we, they sent us from somewhere, and every single person here is on assignment. You are an ambassador of Christ. Once you are a member of this kingdom, we recruit you, and you are appointed. It's not by selection. It's not by whether the, the, somebody like me or not like me. You are appointed on an assignment to extend God's influence, his kingdom, into a sector. So, just like an ambassador too, you have one of your jobs is diplomacy, international relations, or as I think my brother calls it, international. Because when you call it like that, you understand. Because he sent you into nations of the earth. Nations like media. You're supposed to go there and put your influence there. And then if you self, you know that you cannot do when people are doing it, encourage them. Oh, but let's do a show. Oh, goofy. Oh, say no bad thing they inside because I don't, I don't talk. You go just knee down. Support. Put your money there. You won't do this one, no. When you see unbeliever, shaky bum bum, shaky, shaky, shaky bum bum, you go and buy tickets and be hiding so that nobody will see you. Or you block Pastor K and I so we'll not see you on your social media. All those demonic things that you are planning how to enjoy sin. Help yourself. We are here on an assignment. Stop being distracted. We don't even have that much time. We don't have that much time. He will soon be back. And then you will give account of the things that he asked you to do. These messages, we don't preach them anymore. If you want to collect car, come out. Hey. If you want to do this one, come out. Hey. If you want to marry, I see, I see there's somebody here. There's somebody here. You had beans this morning. Your phone number ends with three seven. I see. Those are the things we are looking for now. When somebody sent us to go and walk, on assignment, guys. So there are laws. Another thing that makes this kingdom is a government. A government was instituted. Instituted. My father's school fees. Instituted. And it is what is called the church today. It's the ecclesia. We are the church. We are kept, they left us here to enforce God's government here. But a lot of times, we just come here and blind each other's light. You are the light of the world, not the light of the church. So everybody carry lights. I shine for me, say, I shine for God. I. Oh, God shine for Pastor Maka. Pastor Maka shine for Pastor Yomi. Pastor Yomi shine for Ogbolo. Ogbolo wear sunglasses, you know they see. But we are shining. We are still shining. And the people who really need this light are out there. We're not doing anything about it. How can you walk in a place for six months and people don't know you're a Christian? And I'm not talking about disturbing them with, uh, say, after me, Lord Jesus. Words are the weakest way of evangelism. The weakest. Your life should evangelize. The reason why you're worrying so much about your life is that you're not living for kingdom. If you understand that you're appointed, you're an ambassador for Christ, you will know that an ambassador, all their meals and all their bills are paid for. They don't, they don't worry about anything once they are sent. They don't worry about anything. He say, I sent you, I appointed you, I sent you. So everything you need will be taken care of. But you must focus on my work. That's why he says, seek first the kingdom. 
He says, then all these things you are chasing will be added. Is it money? You will have it. You will have money. What is this money that we are chasing for? You will, have, you will be tired though. But at the end of the day, what will you tell God if all you took to heaven was tiles? I will let it sink in. Because that money around is not gold. And the streets of heaven are paved with what? Tiles. It's what you are hustling for. And, and I'm sure the angels are wondering, what's, what's wrong with these humans? What's wrong with them? Wow. Oh, is that why she killed his brother? Wow. For tiles? Well, why are tiles so valuable in Nigeria, though? That's what the angels are walking about just saying. And, and then somebody's saying, and the Lord still loves them. He says, he's our king. I mean, they're his children. What can we do? Bad kids, but I mean, we have to still minister to them. Tiles. That's why you are killing people. You see, I don't understand how you can call yourself a Christian and your nature is not love. You are not thinking about how to better someone else and be a blessing to someone else consistently. You are thinking of how to destroy people. Ah, she and husband, they look so fine. Let me go and let me go and try and collect him. It was it's the things I'm seeing now. She be I'm a pastor. It's what I'm seeing now. Ah, she thinks she's the only one that is intelligent. Let me go to HR and spoil her name. And then you come out and say, Are you going for fellowship this evening? But you forget that God is the judge. God is the judge. He sees. All the things you are doing and you are thinking nobody sees, he sees. How do I know this? Moses. Moses. Moses and his siblings were close. She was Miriam that watched over him as a baby. She watched over him. So they were close. Moses went and married Zipporah. Married fine girl that was not a... You see, see this small boy. He, would just, he just thinks he can just tell us anything. So why would, he, why would he go and marry that girl? I don't know, find Jewish girls here. Why would he not marry? Miriam's mouth was running. And he's a small boy, yo. It's just that God chose him above us. So if not, why would he even, in short, even t- you know, in fact, if it's me that I'm the priest. She was just doing, God said, Moses, come. He says, I come. These people, they are gossiping about you. He said, I say, yes, and I've dealt with them. Moses wanted to even beg for his sister. He said, I say, see, don't annoy me, yo. If it's your daddy that, that she talked to like that, won't she stay outside the camp? Say that leprosy should go carry him. And let me warn you here. Because you see, it's important that we understand that in this kingdom, God is a very fair judge. However, God still works in accordance with necessity. See, there's some people there, you don't know what their parents have put on the ground. You and them will go do bad things. <laughs> because why did God keep blessing David's lineage? Why? Something David did, and when I get to heaven, you still have to tell me that thing. David did something. Because the sin David committed, was it the same sin that Saul committed? What did Saul do? What did Saul do a rich like that? But David, even when his children were misbehaving, God would say, because of your father, I'll take everything, but just hold this small kingdom. Hold Judah. Just hold him. Because of David. He will come out again, they misbehave again and say, so Solomon, you shall did not respect me. Okay, I will, not, I will not finish blessing you, but I will not take everything from you. you. I will not do it in your lifetime because of your father. He will still keep calling David. Be careful who you are doing things with, though. Be careful. 
You'll be gossiping with people that you don't know. You'll be talking, cha, 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 cha. Why didn't they punish Aaron the same way? There was no other priest. You, you are dispensable. And you are following them to do rubbish. When judgment will come, the way it will flog you, you will not believe that it's you and somebody that did bad thing. <laughs> ah, I fear who no fear God. Tell your neighbor, I fear who no fear God. You can't be in this church and you know not PG. It's, your, it's our culture. Say, I fear who no fear God. <laughs> then in this kingdom, citizenship. We have identity. We're very clear on our identity. We have been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And this is where discipline comes in. Because you are no longer living from that other kingdom where things are okay. You see, and I always tell people, what will help your discipline life eh, is when you call something what it is. When you see a spade, call it a spade. Don't call it a farming implement. Just say, this is a spade. And it's not good for me to use it to eat rice. Let me pass. Mm. Because the reason why a lot of people are still doing the things they were doing when they were not born again is because they refuse to call it sin. They call it weakness. We have renamed it. Oh, you know, it's not, I mean, how can I not? I have to, it's, it's something I've been struggling with when I was single. I actually talked to somebody. She told me she likes boys that rape her. I said, are you all right? And I told her, this is the, this is the lie you are telling yourself. She said, Yes. That's when I knew that she was not okay. She was trying to steal somebody's boyfriend. And I told her, I said, you are stealing somebody's boyfriend. You are okay with it. How do you, so how do you sleep at night? And tomorrow morning you will stand up and they will say in Jesus' name, you will say amen. Now I'm not saying people do not struggle with sin. Of course I'm not saying that. And you see, sin is not always physical. Me, I have my own sin. Unforgiveness. We are still on the matter. Daily, the Lord is helping me. He's there. Anger, but still there. Because again, when you go do me, my body go shake for back. I feel like you. I will just remember. You are a woman of God. A woman of God must not strive. If you do this, Insta blog will have a day. Don't worry. Don't do this. Remember, Pastor K. Remember. I will just adjust myself. Do you understand? So everybody has what they are struggling with. So you may be physical, my own may not be. There are things that will never be temptation to me. I can never see somebody else man and say it's, it's fine. My eye cannot. My own self, every day, just they make I'm fine. I've not, sexual sin is not a thing. Do you understand? For some people, it is. You can't, you can't put 20 billion here. You can't move me with money. You cannot move me with money because I understand these styles. I can't sell my soul. And I understand my destiny. Where I'm going to is too important for this money. I don't care how much it is. You can't move me. I'm not materialistic. But that's somebody else's challenge. If you put 10k here, 10k, 10k will be saved by 10k fall and I will bend down, pick them. I, I will say, God, one bless and that best way they come from my back. That's what people will use to sell their soul. They will, they will kidnap their brother. Same mama, same papa. 10k. So I'm not saying people don't have things they struggle with. But call it what it is. Say it is bad. Don't say I just a struggle I have. It's bad. If you say something is bad, you won't do it again. But when you make excuses for it, like, it's just a weakness. It's just a weakness. We have renamed sin. He that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin, not weakness. So we're citizens of the kingdom and there's a behavior in that kingdom. Then there's culture. You see, culture is the way people behave. 
Um, Yoruba people have a certain way they greet people. It's part of their culture. A Yoruba person does not need to open their mouth to say I'm Yoruba. When they come into a room and they see someone who is older than them, even if it is two minutes, they get on their knees or they prostrate. Am I right? Am I right? You will know immediately that is a Yoruba person. If you see somebody from or your state and they give them tribal mark, will it be hidden? You know Igbo, they can give you small tribal markets. It will be cute. They just do it and just put black something here. It will almost be fine. But they do not spare them. It's culture. And they're okay with it. They don't have a problem with it. It's culture. It's normal. It's identity. Do you understand? The only difference is that we don't carry our tribal marks on our face. Apostle Paul said, let no man trouble me, for I bear the marks of Christ on my body. You may not see it, but I bear it. I carry it. There are things that I've had to let go of. There are things I've had to discipline myself. I put my body on that daily. You see, those are the struggles. You may never see it, but I know that I do these things daily. So that after I have finished preaching, I will not be a castaway. So there are things that are identity. There are things that are culture to us in this kingdom. There are things that you cannot play with, you cannot avoid. Now, our major assignment, though, is that of ambassadors. And I know I don't have time to go into that. But what God wants us to do is to go, and I feel like next week, that's what Pastor is going to teach on, the seven mountains. What God wants us to do is to go into the nations. So your nation can be media. Your nation can be education. Do you notice that any time people colonize a nation, what they do is that they come in immediately and they change the curriculum. So that's why till today, they've gone back home. We don't use Yoruba curriculum. Why don't we have one? We use British curriculum to today. Even when they say it's a mixed curriculum. British nice pass. They change the way you dress. They change the way you act. They change the way you think. They use media to change. You see, you have been conditioned. How many people brought a physical Bible to church today? Let me see your hand. Can you see? Well, not so many. There was a time when every single person going to church was known by what they were carrying. They have conditioned us that your Bible is in your phone. You don't need to carry a physical Bible. They have conditioned you that, in fact, if you don't even carry Bible, self, they will put that for screen for you. They've conditioned us. It's a conditioning. There was a time when we could not stand man and man kissing each other. Now, you can't watch a movie. Let me tell you, you may not like it. You may even say you're irritated by it, but you will not stop the movie. You will keep watching it. But there was a time you can't even think it. Now you go just say, maybe they do this thing. Everything. In fact, you'll be saying everything they don't, they put this thing. That's what you say. It's normal. It's become normal. There was a time that kissing on TV was not even acceptable. Now they're having sex on reality TV show. And we are paying, people are paying subscription. They've conditioned you. So what, what God wants us, what God expects us to do as Christians. And I'm telling you, the real work is not us gathering here on Sunday. It's us taking what we hear from here and we're taking it out there from Monday to Saturday. When we come on Sunday, we're supposed to come and rejoice and tell the king what we have achieved. It's not to come here and say, ah, I didn't even feel Bob's worship today. That's okay. He wasn't worshiping you. It's really okay. And Nina will just come. She thinks she's the only one that can sing. I don't even like the way she does it. It's okay. Because she didn't come to church for you. The problem is you think she came for you. She came to worship her king. Ah, this message with Pastor M preached today, said, that's why I like Pastor K. 
I know it's in your mind. If there's any consolation, I don't like it too. <laughs> so God expects us to take these things into education. Christians should be owning schools. That's why the colonial masters came and they set up schools. They, they were taking over kingdoms. The children had never met. My mom would diss me then that they've never, they've never seen the queen, oh, but they'll be singing a uh, British anthem. And they were celebrating British holidays here. Because the kingdom was extended. That's exactly what God wants us to do. Go into all the nations. The business nation. Go and be an apostle in the marketplace. You may never ever get to stand here. But listen, you have a pulpit as well. And your pulpit is anywhere you pull people out of a pit. Just stand there and do your best. Do your best. Don't sit there and be complaining about social media. Everything social media is horrible. Put something wholesome there. Oh, this weekend has been one of the most, I don't know. I've been crying since yesterday, crying. In fact, this morning, I was making, I never started preaching, I was just crying like a fool. Because I've just been so humbled by God. So, this weekend was Kyle Conference. I don't know how many people came for Kyle Conference. God bless you. Um, so, I didn't want to do Kyle Conference. At some point, I was very, I was just tired because... People don't know how much it takes for us to put those meetings together. Somebody even came to my page and was saying, I'm saphoning money, not siphoning. She said saphoning. So, maphoning, whatever. That's uh, everything we do in church. We're charging people to hear the word of God. Hmm. People that came yesterday, was you, your, your 10,000, was it worth it? <laughs> so, I was, I was getting a bit, I beg, I can't deal. Because I didn't want to do the meeting. Caused a lot of stress. I didn't want to do the meeting. Because I had to now negotiate with massage companies to bring massage chair. I had to get the best caterers. Because I wanted food that was sweet. And I wanted food to be excess. I wanted desserts. I wanted, like, the whole works. Even when we were negotiating for small jobs, I said everything. Shrimps, corn on a cup. I want everything. I don't want, don't, no half measures. I was for the 10,000. All this thing for that 10,000. When the decoration person came, said, I say, I want it to look like we're having a wedding. Like, I want the whole works. I wanted women to just be blessed and relax. And so I had planned that I wasn't going to do the meeting again because the response was not good. And, I mean, it's normal because a prophet is not without honor except in his own home. I wasn't, I wasn't offended. I was just not in the mood to be stressed. So I know Kuma Duan before. So as they are not answering, let everybody enter their house. Let the husband be massaging them in their house. Everybody will be okay. So I, I said it to Pastor Kiyan. Pastor Kiyan said, no. God said you should do this thing. And you see, this is where I really want to ask the men to, to do their work. See, in this kingdom, if you are going to have a woman who is submitted to you, lead. Please lead. We have too many men. I can't tell her she will cry. I can't tell her she will be upset. So if she cry in call, will she die? So Pastor Kiyan told me that, you know, you can't. God said you should do it. It doesn't matter if people insult you. Go home. Maybe you say you are flint mode. Go. It didn't pay me, but I still came. Because you know when you're saying uh, flint mode is sweet, it's when somebody tells you that should be say you're flint mode, then to prepare your body. <laughs> so I said, okay, no problem, I'll do it. I'll just find a way to make it work. I will raise the money. And we needed at least 200 women to even make it work. We had, we had about 160, so I had to you know, raise the rest of the money and all that. So I did the conference. And I, I, after I finished preaching, in fact, I, when I was preaching, to be honest, I, what, I was, what I wanted to preach wasn't what I preached. God changed my message when I got here. Because I planned that I was going to talk to the women about taking care of themselves as well. It's not every time that it's husband and children. I said, come out, play. 
pray for yourself. You have not prayed for yourself this year. I told people pray. Let us pray for ourselves. Body, soul, spirit, women. What happened? I said, anything that wants to happen at home, let it happen. When we reach out, we go begin clean up. They will not die. So I came here and I planned I was going to preach them happy. Remember who you were before you got married. Remember what God assigned you to do. Remember, don't forget because you are doing your husband's own, you would do your, I had planned my message. When I came here, God said, no. Tell them they are to encompass their husbands. Anybody that their husband has offended, beg on his behalf. Tell them they should pray. They should. And it was, it was a difficult message for me because I felt women are tired. They're tired. You know, Lord, can't we just, you know, celebrate them today and let them... Because I saw, I see married women doing musical chair like small children. It was something else yesterday. I, I, I just understood how tired they were. So I finished preaching my message, you know. At some point, God kept talking to me about preaching about, you know, how to fight like a Christian woman. So if there's a side chick in your husband's life, don't talk. Don't even do anything. Whether you're sure or not, just be there and just pray and then God will do the fighting. So I was, you know, I, and I felt uncomfortable. I was like, why am I talking about this thing? You know, this is not what I planned and all that. After the meeting, one woman came to meet me at the back, an elderly woman. She had married for about 23 years. When she met her husband, he had nothing. Today, they are rich. She has four kids. She has boys. She has girls. Her children are abroad, doing master. You know that kind of woman? She came to meet me, and she said, three months ago, her husband married secretly. And she knows that it's not clear. Because she's, she's, she's you know, in the kingdom. She's serving the kingdom and all that. She's in. So she said, said to me, so you are saying I should not fight. So other one I was struggling with here is because of one person got in that message. That's how intentional this our king is. That's his, he's such a benevolent dictator. I told her, I said, don't worry. That God will fight. There are scriptures everywhere. And what do you want? Is it they should be alive but they are dead? Is it miscarrying womb and dry breast? Is it infertility? Like there are many things. Is it that their life will be closed up while they are still walking about? Is it that everything they've collected from him will take me? Scriptures. Not me. Scriptures. That's what I say. Don't even give God suggestion. Just say, Lord, I forgive him and her, and I place it in your hands. That's it. Don't worry about it. Don't be an FBI agent. Don't do prayer meeting. Don't check his phone. Don't even bother yourself. And in fact, the worst one, if it's somebody you know, and the person is greeting you, uh-uh, or this year was test now, as my Igbo brothers will say. I say, just relax. Why do you act like you don't have a God? That's what God kept saying to me. The woman just said, thank you, man, left. As I stand there, I pity that girl. I pity that girl. Because for God to change an entire message for one person, God is fighting. So I was thinking, ah, okay, so maybe that's it. I stood at the back. One girl came to meet me. Young lady. I think she's a newlywed or something. She came for the meeting for one reason. And this was what really broke me yesterday. I think it was my high point yesterday. As I was standing back, she just came to meet me. She said she came to say thank you. She said, I'm not a member of your church. I came to say thank you. And so I said, oh, okay. Because people were greeting me yesterday. So I was just as mean as all the thank you. She said, no, you don't understand. I came to say thank you. She said, months ago, I was diagnosed with cancer. Then I started watching 3 p.m. with p.m. And then I joined you at 11 p.m. to pray. She said, I came here today to tell you that I am cancer free. You see why I'm saying this thing? It's because you would think that that thing you are doing is not, it doesn't make sense. What did they do for 3 p.m.? Tribe members are here. What do I do? We play, we gist. We, we talk Bible story. We would finish, oh. 
Intimacy prayer. Is it not? I don't even need the prayer. Me, I'm praying to Jesus. If you like, pray. If you like, be watching me that I'm crying and disgracing myself. I'm, that's it. That was what held her through, and that's what brought her victory. I'm telling you that there's nothing God can't use. We just need to be ready to carry his kingdom into what you are doing. Media, you can take over media. It starts with one show, but you can take over. This thing has become bigger than I ever imagined. That 3 p.m. we just come and gather. We have tribe members everywhere in the world. Somebody actually said to me that, I don't think there's any country you enter that you won't see a tribe member. I go to churches, I wear Scott Pastor okay, as PA. It's Pastor Gay, they invited I just carry Bible and follow him and do Pastor's girlfriend. So I just want to thank my girlfriend. All these things. I'll just sit down here. After service, you just people gather. And I will just shift because I'm expecting that. You know, they came for Pastor Gay. Say, oh, we are tribe members. On top of what? A yes. A yes. You are an ambassador. You are an ambassador. And one thing that an ambassador must do, you must always keep communication with the kingdom that sent you. Prayer is something we don't play with in this kingdom. Prayer is a culture here. You don't pray with prayer. You don't play with prayer. You don't play with prayer. Prayer is not something you play with. Why? Because that's how you receive instruction and how you give reports. I want you to sink in. So whatever it is that you are doing, you may think it's nothing. Keep doing it. I'm telling you, even parenting, parenting, you may think, ah, what am I doing? I'm not doing great things. Those children, raise them for God. If you are a single parent in the house, do it with all of your heart. God will back you up. God will be the father to those children or the mother to those children. But those children, you must raise them as kingdom citizens with kingdom consciousness. Let me tell you one final thing that being in this kingdom does for us. Final thing and I'll close. I didn't even get to any of the culture. If you watch, maybe if you watch mainland service online. There's something I noticed about ambassadors and that's where I want to end today. If you are an ambassador, a representative of this kingdom, you have diplomatic immunity. You see, eh, sometimes eh, when I'm shouting and doing something that I do with boldness, it's not me, it's the people that are behind me. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. You don't understand. Let me explain it to you. You know how Elijah was misbehaving? You know why he was misbehaving? Because there were chariots of fire around him. So even when they were coming to carry him, he was not panicking. He was panicking. Hey, my master, my master. The army, everything. He said, Lord, open his eyes. Once you are an ambassador for Christ, you know you are sent. Not that you went to, you are sent. God called you and you picked the call. <laughs> the whole of heaven is backing you up because you are precious cargo. Anybody, see, it's like when ambassadors come to this country, you know police dare not stop their car because it is the, it is the United States of, anywhere he is becomes the United States of America. You can't stop his car. You can't go to his house. You can't enter embassy. Who born you well? They have their plates. You just drive like this. Every man will just shift for them. They have diplomatic immunity. Nothing shall by any means harm them. That's what you have. The reason why you are not taking advantage of it is because you are not working for the kingdom. If you understand that you are a kingdom ambassador and you do whatever God asks you to do, and I'm not just talking about serving in church. Serving in church should be normal. You can't be a part of a family and they say, plates that you know, go wash them. Floor that you know, go clean them. 
light bulb needs to be changed. You say, I'm waiting for daddy. And you are walking, sir. Pastor okay, should come and change the bulb for you. Wow. If you are a kingdom ambassador, you have everything that, all the resources available, all the resources available to the kingdom that you are sent from is available to you. How do you, how do you know that everything is available to you? There's one scripture I saw just before I came to church. See, all my message, plenty. I know you've opened up. It's okay. The one you have heard is enough. Go and do that office. Look 22, Luke 22, 29 for me, and I'll end with this. Luke 22, 29. Everything, you see, and when I'm, an ambassador comes to town, see, my father's school fees is not wasting. I know all the things I did very mild. Yeah. When he comes to town, he must go and see the, uh, the government of that state for credentials to give them the right to operate as United States of America or United Kingdom or whatever. That's, that guy represents... So they can't try him, they can't touch him, they can't do anything to him. See, give me NIV. So he has credentials conferred on him that this person, see what Jesus said before he left. He said, and I confer on you a kingdom just as my father conferred one on me. So as you have been given a kingdom, people can't be talking to you anyhow. People can't offend you and go scot-free. You will enter places, doors will open for you. Because you have a consciousness of kingdom. You see, that's why that song that we sang this morning is so important. You were so in the spirit, choir. So important. Who is that mountain before Zerubbabel? You'll be made playing ground. Who is that mountain before Milton? You are coming down. Do you know what's backing me up? I've been conferred a kingdom, meaning that everything available in the kingdom of heaven is available to me. So I can't be walking about and be needing resources. Never. If God sends you on an assignment, he will provide for that assignment. So I'm never stranded. I'm never afraid. So even when women went up here, I told them, I said, we'll do it. If I have 100 women in the room, I will spoil them. I will do it. And God will bless me with the money. I have never lacked anything. Just those girls has always been in overflow. Church does not pay or does not give us a dime. Any program you see us do, it is the Lord himself. And I do not, I don't cut costs to God's daughters precious. God's daughter special. Everything, as far as God says it, he will provide for it. So yesterday as I, was, I came out and said, have you had a massage? Have you, had, have you done your makeover? Have you done your nails? What do you want? You want more, what do you want? More dessert? We were flexing yesterday. Why? Because all of heaven's resources have been conferred on me. So this morning, I challenge you to go and read the constitution. Go back and know what is rightfully yours. You are suffering because you don't know what is your own. And tears don't release things in this kingdom. Our father is in the headquarters. Is Jesus said, when you abide in me, my words abide in you. You understand the constitution. He said, you ask anything. And my father who is in the warehouse, the headquarters, will make it available to you. The reason why it's not available is because you don't know it's your own. Every day you are crying. What are you crying about? Clean your eyes. I open the constitution and say... When Abraham wanted to kill his son, you provided, in the case of Abraham versus Isaac on the mountain, you brought ram. Lord, you are Jehovah Jireh. I don't really need a ram. If you can monetize it, sir. It's not really a bad thing. And he will. Cases in the Bible. Read the Constitution. Tell your neighbor, read the Constitution. Tell your neighbor, read the Constitution. Were you blessed this morning? And let's rise on our feet as we celebrate God. One more culture in this kingdom that I thought I was going to have time to address 
is the culture of honor. Honor. Honor for God and honor for God's servants. Something has been biting my body for months in this church. And I, I don't be, I'll just bear it. But today that I have the mic, let me say it. The Bible says that those who minister to you in word, they are worthy of double honor. A guest minister will come here to preach. They will be begging you to stand up. That seems to touch my kidney. Rev will come here. Your pastor's pastor will come here. They will be telling you with a standing ovation. Let me tell you, what you don't honor, you don't receive from. He said if you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, that you will receive a prophet's reward. That means that everything that prophet carries, you will receive it. Why? Because of honor. We're not even talking about money. Simple honor. Honor is of the heart. If you like, use your mouth and say, Mama, the mama, indomitable mama, the mama of all mama, or mama created mama, all those things, mama of life. All those things don't mean anything because God is the judge. He sees your heart and sometimes I see it too. So it's not by all those things. Honor. Guest minister will come and worship here. They will sweat. They will somersault. They will spit. They will. They will uh, when you get home, Robin, you do roll here, do everything. You just looking. Oh no, to God first. You see, let's let's celebrate the King of Kings. You just. Oh no. Oh no. See, growing up, one of the things they used to tell us that even if your mama no train you. When you go outside, pretend like they're training you. May you not disgrace your mama. So even if I didn't train you, today I've told you, even if I didn't train you before, that when people come, oh no, celebrate people that bring the word to you. I'm not saying it's so that you can clap for me, I know, send you. But I'm just saying that people generally, no, I'm not saying you, I live for an audience of one, no verse. It doesn't matter to me really. But I'm just telling you that it's bad. It's bad. We have guest ministers here, he will stand. Even Baba, Bishop Wale, okay, will come. And be this old man is walking small, small, just walking. You will balance. You are not even moved. That this man went through all of this to bring you the word. He will prophesy. You can't receive it. Shout amen all you want. Then you come at the end of the year and say, they say this year and I hear, you know, yes, did the year, no year. You know what you feel here? You know, go feel here for you, make a new life for you. Cannot hear for you. These things are simple kingdom principles. It's can't hear for you. If I don't tell you these things, then I'm doing you an injustice. Oh no. If you just say, let's thank, let's celebrate our father, I just pastor, I'll just preach the great word. Some going to even carry the bag. Oh no. Oh no. Celebrate the grace in a person's life. If it's worship, as they are worshiping, they celebrate the grace. So some people, as in Babs with Tomasoti, as in Somasoti, celebrate the grace of God on his life when it's coming down. You will receive what he dropped here. I'm telling you. So please don't play with these things. They are kingdom principles. Where people are different, we're different from the world. And don't say things like, hey, well, no, how many days? You know how many days? I wish they didn't born. I'm 1982 picking. Now I go the honor. I go stand up for. Pastor can't even get white SF. I go, ah, what's he preaching? It's not the same Bible. I go and read it for myself. No, there's a grace he carries. There's a grace he carries. You can read that Bible all you want. That grace will not be released to you. So honor. Honor. It's a kingdom culture. It's a kingdom culture. You honor. Somebody finished ministry here. Honor. They say celebrate God, celebrate God. Stand up. Jesus is not your mate. Even if you're not senior, you give it 2,000 years. 
to honor. It's important that I say these things because these are the things that are keeping people where they are. Let me give you this last testimony. I was just coming out this morning. I just finished preaching first service and I was about to enter the car. And one lady came to me, rushed to me with her mother. They were carrying a baby. So as I came out, she just said to me, she said, last year I joined Hannah's Heart. Hannah's Heart, for those who don't know, is a ministry I do for people, women trusting God for the fruit of the womb. She said, I joined Hannah's Heart last year. She said, I got pregnant. And while I was waiting for the baby to be old enough for me to bring to you, I got pregnant again. She brought two babies to me today. Two babies. Meanwhile, some people go day here. I go spit. I go somersault. I go shout. <laughs> My son is very loud. <laughs> she actually is a bit rude when she's preaching. I kind of miss Pastor okay? You, you miss Pastor okay? You go miss your word now. Baby making anointing. I carry it. And it's not pride. It's not pride. I'm telling you what I'm graced with. There are people in this house. These things pain me. You'll be here. I mean, people are coming from outside. A hundred and a hundred and thirty something women that came yesterday were not Davis Christian Center members. Because a prophet is without honor in his own home. But remember, Jesus could not do miracles in that place. We know you've been blessed by this message. To order a copy of this message or any of our messages, you can call us on 080-777-14411 or 080-777-14412 or you can visit our website on www.davidschristiancenter.org David's Christian Center, home of victorious people.